so. I think that I may be the voice of my generation. She's the titular role. In the sense that, no, you know what I mean? Or at least a voice of a generation. Hello, welcome to Gatekeeping, where we take a deep dive into a pop culture phenomenon and decide if we let it through our gate. Hello. Hello. What's going on? <laughs> Hello. I've got a bad. Do I got you? a bad. Have you been listening? I listened to on Addison my walk Ray. here to uh, Addison Ray. Okay. Um, I don't know who that lady is. Well, yeah. Um, it was cute. It's okay. Like, it's giving like generic pop music. Yeah, but really good. Yeah. Are you kidding? Nothing on but the radio. That's assembling a classic. Well, that's like an Gaga off cut. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it just kind of, I mean, I listened to it once like 10 minutes ago. Oh my God. So, I don't know. So you're, you're not even like a part of like the leak culture. God, like, no. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, no, I'm not like a, I don't really listen to leaks unless, yeah, I'm just like, okay, James on their high no, horse. No, 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 it's here. not a high horse. It's just that <laughs> you I'm. You said, I respect Addison Ray's artistry too much to listen to an Addison Ray leak. Oh no. I said, I can't be bothered going into a Google drive. I th- actually, that being said, that being said this week, um, I was in the trenches trying to find like bootleg audio from um, this is going to make no sense to you but Saleha Pfeiffer is like this Broadway actress and she just started in Hadestown on Broadway and like Hadestown is one of my favourites and I have a I have a Hadestown tattoo Um, and I was in the trenches of like teenage girls dance being like hey do you have any um, Saleha Pfeiffer audio from the opening night and I got it so the things you get up to in private are so (laughs) shocking like so that what you're saying that's your version of Addison Rae yeah literally (laughs) Saleha Pfeiffer put some respect on her name oh I just suddenly got so tired (laughs) shut up (laughs) but yeah you give it a good listen like it's fucking classics we will be doing an Addison Rae episode at some point in the future yeah. All our um, racist. Racist. <laughs> I think it was rabies. For all our rabies out there. Yeah, because Harley Ray's got the rabies. and Racist. Racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Sorry. Come hey. on. Um, so Haven't had my coffee. <laughs> also in uh, local gay news, um, Troy Savard has opened his pop-up store <laughs> in, in Fitzroy. Gertrude I didn't know Street. what that was. And then I saw you tweeting incessantly about it. And then I saw somebody post no less than six Instagram stories of the, of the establishment. Is this the one who was the first customer? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, okay. For one, I tweeted maybe twice about it. So give me a break there. Um, I'm using my voice and my platform. Uh, (laughs) and two, well, I was very close to going yesterday for for the big opening. And, but then I was like, I'm actually not in the right headspace to like be in the same room as Troy Savan. Like, I feel like you've got to mentally prepare for something like that. You can't like, I've already done that. I went, to I went to like VidCon or whatever in like 2014 Ooh. so but you know this is like an intimate room like oh, we would be yeah. able to look at each oh, no, other I had a meet and great photo we had a chat it's stop it's it bad. I was, I was, <laughs> you had a chat what did you talk about I don't know it was happy little pill time so <laughs> happy little pill yeah, time it was um jeez yeah, that was the time. But yeah, if any gatekeepers go down to the store, please let us know. This comes out on Tuesday, so it's open until Thursday. Okay. And but- it's Sam's birthday week, so... 
if you want to, you know, get him a present. Yeah, fragrance or a, a candle. Fragrance, because you know he fucking stinks. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, you. Hey, hey, hey. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the fragrance is not too expensive, I don't think. It's like 200 and something for... That's I mean, a lot of money. That's normal for, you know, a good fragrance. That being said, I haven't bought a fragrance in a while because every year for my birthday, my aunt um, buys me a bottle of Isimiyaki. And that's my like go to. Right. So, okay, aunt. Yeah, exactly. She's great. I love <laughs> okay, her. Okay, Slay. Take my hand. Yeah. Stay. Oh, also, <laughs> last thing I want to mention was um, my favorite show on television and just like that. James, you really have to catch up. It's, I know. But it, I, that's what I said. I said this before, but I liked binging it. It's because it's like a wash. No, but it's like you need to, because this season's very different. Okay. And it's like every week, it's like, Wow. Like, okay. I so I watched the most recent one and it just, oh my God. So, like, next week, Carrie is having what she's calling the Last Supper. Oh. So, she's having a dinner party at her apartment. Yeah. And everyone is invited. Everyone. Everyone. So, I think this is going to be maybe Bottle the first. The, <laughs> or, or, I'm like getting chills thinking about it. Like the, I think this is the first time that everyone's been in the same room. Oh my God, truly. Because, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, of course we have the three, but like, you know, Che and, um, Che and Seema. Seema and LTW and everyone like, Naya. I just, Oh Anthony. my God. To think about it. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's uh. insane. But basically, um, latest episode, like Che Diaz villain arc is happening again. Um, big emotional Thank Miranda God. scene. Carrie and Aiden is heating up. <laughs> oh God. Like this is the show of the millennium. Yeah. I haven't had time to watch it. I've just been, you do have time. I've been at the movies every day. You this have time. Just, <laughs> I have a job. So do I, bitch. So do I. Anyway. Four, um, four days a week. I work five. Well, longer <laughs> hours. So, you know. <laughs> All right, it's not competition. Well, it's you know. Um, uh, I'm very busy too, but, you know, I make time. Anyway. Make time for just like that. Yeah. The priorities. It is. Yeah, but exactly. anyway, um, we're talking about a different piece of gay media today. Uh, uh, radical... Um, fantasy mm. piece about the struggles. You might have watched it this week. It's Red, White and Royal, Royal Blue. Blue. Uh, it's the gay movie on everyone's lips. Literally, for better or for worse. I'm yeah. Like, <clears throat> oh, sorry. I I have read the book back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book was fine. I read the book last week. Yes. <laughs> Maybe not last week, like recently. Okay, bandwagon. Literally. Well, actually, <clears throat> my friends, I went to my friend's house maybe like a year ago and I was talking to his mum about books and then his mum bought me Red, White and Royal Blue for my birthday. Wow. And it sat, oh, that's sweet. sat on my um, bedside table for probably a year and a half. And, and you finally picked it up. And I was very depressed two weeks ago and I said... Let me try this. Let me see what this does. Did it help? Um, it made me laugh. <laughs> and you know, laughter uh, is the best medicine. To laugh, reading a book is fully insane. Literally, like, me sitting on my couch. Yeah. Silent. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I was, uh, and I was laughing at it, unfortunately. Right. But, you know. Oh, I mean, it's like ridiculous. It's wish fulfillment. It's fantasy. Oh, it's, it's so insane. It's kind of a glorified fanfic. Literally, that's what it's giving. Yeah, which which I think is fine to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's like the book I found to be obviously ridiculous and. Um, but I don't know. The through line was, it had enough 
to kind of hook me along. Yeah, it was very much like, oh, I this is garbage, but I also read 250 pages in one sitting vibes. Right. Like I to me, I can't see like if you enjoyed Twilight, I I kind of mentioned why you wouldn't enjoy this too, you know. I know you'll hate me for saying that, but like Yeah, no, it is that like it's very like gay love story very obviously written by a woman oh yeah no i yeah. felt that too listening yeah. to it i oh, was sorry reading it yeah <laughs> it's in the same um echelon as you know our love simons our yes that's all <laughs> <laughs> the one gay movie love simon literally love simon yeah no no Heart did stopper Yo. oh i remember when i was re- i was like finished reading it and i was like oh i could go to the bookshop and buy the heart stop I forgot they were books. Yeah, they're, they're graphic novels, actually. Can you stop erasing by people on this podcast for once, please? <laughs> what? <laughs> Isn't one of them by in Heartstopper? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I watched that first season of Heartstopper in a complete, like, daze. I, like, went into my room and, like, sat down and came out, like, five hours later and I'd finished it and my housemates were like are you alright and I was like yeah uh, not a no. good show let's say let's just say that <laughs> and also it kind of creeps me out how one of them got really buff and now it's like it's, it looks like he's going to break the other one in half break that twink <laughs> I want that twink up literally it's, it actually scares me I remember when he posted that picture when he was like hugely buff I was like huh mm. and it's like what you're playing like a teenager well yeah that could be you sam (laughs) what you could get really buff i guess so hey yeah and also him being like congrats on like making me say i'm (laughs) bi you're (laughs) bi we need to do a heart stopper episode oh stupid show of all time now that could be fun i can think of a few guests for that one Oh, God. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, it's in the same same vein. The, so, the movie, um, what did you think of the movie? I didn't think it was possible to make that piece of media any more saccharine and fanciful than it already was, but somehow, yeah. they did. It was so, like, they were like, this is a hot gay rom-com. And I was like, this is the most sexless, like, bullshit that I've... Well, even though they were, like, constantly fucking, but I was like, Ugh. I don't know. I would have to disagree with that. I thought the inclusion of the sex was actually good. Maybe I'm a prude, but I just thought it was like... But you're saying there wasn't enough sex. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like it was like sanitized and like... Just Do you like, think so? Do you I not remember the it, scene where like... His, he puts it in? Yeah. And people are, people around the world were shocked to learn that gay people can do missionary. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was so funny. Gay guys can do missionary? It is a shock. I wouldn't know. I'm a virgin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think the problem with this in general is that, like, adapting from the source material... Yeah. There's stuff, I think, that didn't work in terms of a film. Like, the opening where it's like, oh, these two have been known each other for years and years. It's like, oh, okay. It kind of, yeah. I think it doesn't lend itself well to adaptation purely, number one, because a lot of it is told over text messages and emails, number one. Yeah. Which, I mean, the way they do it in this one is like, it's like he's in the room. Yeah, I was like, ugh. I mean, it's it's the problem with adaptation in general. It's it it's that the book has kind of this weird, rabid like fan base, and it's like if you change big things, which I yeah. think you sort of have to do in order to translate a book to a film. Yeah, they'll be mad. Oh, so, exactly. You know, like maybe in a movie version of this, they should meet 
in the movie. Like it shouldn't be something that happens years earlier off screen, but Mm. I don't know. It just felt like, Oh, because this is their narrative in the book. We can't change the fact that they've known each other for a long time. Well, I think that kind of, but I think that's important to the like whole enemies to lovers trope, which it's like, but they can become enemies when they meet like, but then it's like, but then, yeah, I guess, I guess so. I mean, it's, it's, so it's, it's nitpicky, but it's like, that's like the, the build up and like the tension. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you like these people that have had this relationship that's not friendly for so long. But we're like, we're not privy to that. Like, it's not interesting to me for them to just be like, these two are enemies. And like, I have no insight into that relationship. I yeah. don't care about either of them. Well, they're not enemies per se. They just like, didn't get along. Cause like yeah. the prince was rude to him one time, but then it kind of like comes back and like when they're in the closet and he's like, literally they fall into a closet together. Yes. Which is so on the nose. Yeah. That it, yeah. Anyway. Um, but it's like, why do you hate me? And it's like, Oh, because you were mean to me. Like, years ago and then he's like oh it's because my dad died yeah and it well, like it kind of <clears throat> makes you feel for it and it's like then he I like guess. softens to him and then that's how like the ball gets I, like you know what i mean i think that's kind of important to <laughs> but the story it, you know like yeah. these, we're making what films would you do? here guys what would you do so to compare this to uh, i feel like this has a lot of dna in the first half of uh you've got mail have you seen this movie actually oh my fucking god <laughs> what are we doing here why am I talking I to this joke I've seen, huh? I've seen She Loves Me which is <laughs> the amusing. fuck is that it's based on the original so like You've Got Mail is based on like the, the older film yes yeah, and She Loves Me is a musical version of the older film so I've got, I, I, know, I know the beats the shop around the corner yeah yeah, yeah 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 what what? Oh, okay. I didn't know they made a musical. You've got it's mail. Not, you've got mail. It's, uh, <laughs> so there's no email in it. No, that's it's letters because it's like oh, God. the olden days. Spare me, spare me. She uh, loves me is great. Right. It's great. It's got Jen Krakowski in it doing a coochie slam. Anyway, it's great. Anyway, um, so well, okay. If you're familiar, well, you've got mail is about um. Meg Ryan, she plays a bookshop owner mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like passed down from her mom. It's like a local bookstore, very neighborhood vibes. Mm-hmm. And then um, Tom Hanks works for Fox Books, which is like this big chain bookstore. And mm-hmm. that comes into the neighborhood and it's going to put Meg Ryan out of business. But then the twist is that they're like in love over email. Yeah, of course. But this does the, the classic, you know, they're enemies. They hate each other passionately in real life, but they eventually fall in love because they get to know each other. They have common ground. They see each other as human beings. Exactly. So Red Right Woman whatever it's got. It has I feel like that that same DNA in the beginning. Yeah. Um and to be honest, it it did work for me. I I thought they had good chemistry. I'll See, say that. I thought the opposite. I <laughs> yeah. thought there was nothing there. I thought the guy with the black hair was kind of annoying. Yeah, he was insufferable. <laughs> and and I didn't like how they always do that. Whenever they kiss, they do that thing where they like grab yeah, onto the other's the head. head. <laughs> um, like they're about to like rip their head off or something. It was like, so. <laughs> it was so. It's like I get so like icky. Like that bit when he was like so they like. After they first have their kiss and then they don't see each other for, for a few months and then yes. he comes back and then he's like, you need to come to the red room so we can talk. And then they like hook up. Yes. Basically. That and then <laughs> at the end, they like, they walk back out to the, to the white house and he's like, now you're going to go away from me for the rest of the night. And then at 11 o'clock tonight, you're going to come into my room and I'm going to do some very, very bad things to you. I was like, Bleh! which I think, isn't that the scene where he just gets him to like blow him and then that's it that's yeah, all they literally. do <laughs> 
that made me laugh because like he the blonde one uh, so what the fuck did it says Henry is There's the Henry English and the, Alex Henry's the English one Henry Prince Henry uh, and Alex is the American one yeah yeah so Henry gives Alex a blowjob and then just kind of leaves and they don't see each other again for a month and I was like damn they're supposed to be like you know this- I mean that's happened to me oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but you know it's like they're supposed to have this beautiful relationship but I'm like come on now well because they're horny little boys and that's the thing as well I don't think they made the choice to age them up I think just because they wanted like hot guys oh did they yeah right because in <clears throat> the in the book, I think they're like twenty one ish, right? And the guy who played Alex is like thirty. Um, oh, you could tell that they gave him a beat. Like, yeah, he was wearing heavy makeup every scene. Literally, <laughs> he was not a falcon clock. Yeah, um, yeah. And I found him to not have much charisma, but no. I don't know. I thought he worked well with the with the other one, the sad prince. Yes, oh, God, it was just <laughs> the bossy bottom. The bossy, the bossy bottom. That's it. You know that. He's been around town. Well, no, so there's that scene. Oh my god, that line when he's like, "Oh, I don't know how to like ha- the the English guy is like, oh, I don't like know how to have gay sex." No, no, no the American like, guy, the American guy. No, the, yeah, the American guy's like, "Oh, I've never done this before," and then he's like, oh, like "I went to boarding school in I'm England." Like, I'm what all, was what was happening there? He was taking pass it around. He was taking it. <laughs> What the uh, fuck? I'm like, what, was, they, what are they doing up at Hogwarts, bitch? <laughs> that was the thing. He's bottoming at school. <laughs> I don't know. I I need a prequel. Like, what was somebody? Actually, that being said, um, <laughs> making a Hogwarts reference. I was reading a book, and there was so many Harry Potter references. Okay. In the book, but apparently I did I did some research, um, and they were like, after the whole like J.K. Rowling thing, they like went back and redacted all of the Harry Potter references in like further prints. Of, of the, what, what book is this? The Red, White, and Royal Blue. Oh, yeah. Right. There's so many. Like he's like. Alex was on the plane and he tried to read like the Prisoner of Azkaban and he was too stressed about Henry that he just threw the book to the side. Okay, ally, whoever wrote this though. Casey McQuinston, I think her name What's is. What's her name? I think Casey McQuinston. Casey. Casey. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, okay, Casey. <gasps> Who is a famous like Taylor Swift hater. A Taylor auntie. I've seen these tweets. Oh, uh, well, you know what? She, what was she saying? Like just how she's like a capitalist. Whatever, capitalist. Right? I think she was like calling it not like a slut, but like. Another man. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, very, like, uh, everyone said that about Taylor at the time. Yeah. I wanted to bring up in this film the, um, there's a lot of, so to talk to about that scene that you referenced earlier where he was like, come up to my room and I'm gonna do bad things. Yeah. To before you. that, he makes some allusion to like the English guy still being hard. Do you remember this? And he's like, oh my God. Yeah. He's like, like Stonehenge. <laughs> and then, you know what? There's a lot of like, phallic imagery linked to real life like we yeah. get the Stonehenge reference that when they first fuck it's like in front of the Eiffel Tower There's no they don't fuck they make Isn't love that, oh sorry sorry sorry, sorry. which <laughs> and then like, and then there's the Washington to love to you tonight the Washington Monument when he blows him it cuts to the Washington Monument and then it's like you know time lapse yeah so you know the, who directed this that gay guy Matthew Lopez Matthew Lopez foul man. he I thought that was you know a moment of brilliance where he said you know these two represent that like guy? different countries like let's tie it to physical <sighs> landmarks like, like imagery I was like okay um 
Matthew Lopez. I don't like that man. He's an idiot. <laughs> Is I, he sat from- through, I sat through his fucking seven hour play, The Inheritance. Oh. Shocking. Yeah, I read about that. I was like, so this has to be the thing that like eight gay men with AIDS was based on, right? Literally. <laughs> like, the other two. Because I... Because they were like, oh, this is like the new Angels in America. And then I saw it and I was like, what the fuck, bro? This is so bad. It's a weird choice, maybe, of director for something like this. I think they were like, oh, you're kind of like a prominent gay guy. Here you go. Yeah. So my big thing with this movie is that I think it should have been directed by Michael Patrick King. Oh, my God. Who is my my favorite gay director As I said, and just like that genius, he's probably, his plate's a bit full. He didn't have time. Mm. But I think we needed someone truly- Unhinged. Insane and coked up to make this movie and you know and who also has like a very deep understanding of like the rom-com yeah which we, you know what so I think this movie did like to zoom out mm-hmm. I will say that I actually enjoyed the movie um, which I surprised myself because okay. I don't know like but my- you love like a rom-com yeah, kind of, like, I mean, I love like a good rom com. Yeah, and you know, speaking about like you've got mail, and yeah. I think this did a good job of like following the beats of a rom com. Like, it, I think it had a really strong understanding of what the genre is because I found myself thinking like, oh, like this should probably happen next, and then it would happen. Yeah, it's and and but in a good way. Like, it, so what you're saying is you'll be writing Red, White, and Royal too. <laughs> I will be. <laughs> Talk to me. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I liked, I appreciated like its understanding of the genre. I think like, you know, the acting was quite bad as someone, you know, said everyone else, everyone's in a different movie. Here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Alex wasn't good. And the script, like very, very bad. Just like the general, like it looked, everything about it looked so cheap. Like the amount yes. of green screens. I mean, it is like a TV movie, I guess, right? Kind like of, we have yeah. to kind of remember that. It lives that. in like a liminal space between like, it's like a lifetime movie, but like a little bit more elevated, I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is straight to streaming. I think if, if it was something in the cinemas, I would be a bit more harsh, but I think for something that is yeah. direct to streaming, I, I don't know. I was like, that's fine. But mm. my big problem with it is the, the filmmaking is very lackluster and like there's a moment where it's a big moment in the film where the two of them are like dancing in the museum (sighs) after it's closed to the perfume genius cover of i can't help falling in love or whatever is it was that like already released or did he do that for the film i think it might have been already released but my god some of the music choices in i didn't clock that that was perfume genius but yeah but um like that scene is almost like a centerpiece of the film Mm. um but it looks very bad like it's it's just gray background it's shot pretty blandly like it's in a wide and then we get it like a rotating camera like and you know i think about if this was directed by someone like Nora Ephron, which, oh, it, you know, yeah. it's hard to like compare the two because she was obviously like the master of this genre. Yeah. But she did such a good job of like creating a, a visual, like creating a film that has like a lot of texture and it feels warm and, 
And like, if I, I feel like if she had done this moment, like it would look amazing. Yeah, exactly. That's it, the whole thing. It just looked cheap and it, bland and boring. Because it is a museum, but there's ways to, you know, give it warmer lighting. Yeah. Or, you know, like, even if it's supposed to be cold, like make it a magical moment. Exactly. Because I feel like a lot of it, it had these beats where I'm supposed to be feeling a certain way. And when they're dancing, I'm supposed to be like, oh, Aww. like this is sort of true love in a yeah. way. But because it feels so lack- lackluster, all I've got to really engage with is like the song which is kind of like a bit of a shortcut like emotion like when i heard that song, i was like bye also the song choices were fucking bisexual (laughs) (laughs) the song choices are fucking insane like after they break up there's like an acoustic cover of if i loved you from carousel the musical which really fucking sent me into that's bizarre it was bizarre because Carousel is like one of my favorite musicals and it's like this gorgeous like Roger Hammerstein old time score right and it's beautiful and like that song is like one of the most iconic musical theater songs ever and then they just <laughs> sure. like got this sad girl on a guitar like if I love you okay like, yeah what the fuck? yeah it just it was a little broad but but at the same time yeah, again, I kind of, it, it, it worked enough for me, maybe. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not like, it's not an important film at all by God, any means. No. Uh, and like, it's not something, uh, you know what? If I was like hungover or like stoned out of my mind, yeah. I wouldn't mind putting this movie on. Let and me I'm say sure that. that my like 14, 15 year old ass would have ate this shit up well, like, yeah. for breakfast. Cause like, yeah. And to talk about the sex, um, to talk about the sex head on, I think this actually did a good job of integrating it. I know you said it it felt sexless sexless and it didn't work for you, but I think like in a genre that is historically, this type of rom-com is pretty sexless. Um, Like, you know, those Nora Ephron movies are like, you know, when Harry Met Sally, they fuck like once, you know, generally they 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 maybe don't don't even fuck. Yeah. I thought it was good, I'm afraid. And, and like, I... And, and, you know, I was ready to go in and be like, this movie kind of was shy about sex. But yeah. I don't think it was. And I think including that longer... That one actual sex scene... Yeah. Where, you know, you see, like... You go in. <laughs> you, yeah, you see him, like, the moment of Full insertion. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I was like, okay, I'm glad they're actually putting it in there. Mm. Well, you I know, think no it was pun like intended. more... I think I was just a little bit, not disappointed, that's not the word, but, like, because I had just read the book, and the book is, like, smutty. It's, yes. like, sex scene after sex scene after, like, whatever. I was just kind of, like, not expecting it to be like that, but I was just kind of, like, uh, I don't know. I just, like, didn't. I Because I didn't feel the, I, I feel like there was enough implied, like, you know, when they go to the polo. And, oh, yeah. Um, you see, like, a very small, like, you know, they fucking, like, some shit yeah. or something. Um. I don't know. I'm like, I understand this movie's two hours. Like it should be short. Oh my God. Yeah. This, this all did not need to be longer than yeah. nine minutes. But I'm 80 minutes. I'm fine with it. If they just kind of like put in the one significant one and, and skim past the rest. Yeah. And you know, I'm a big advocate for like showing gay shit on screen. Of yeah, course. Of course. Of course. Um, you know, I'm on, I'm, the re- I'm on the record as <laughs> that. Uh, but I think they gave me enough. Yeah. They gave me enough. And I think it would have been easy for them to kind of, um, to not go as far as they did, to exactly. be honest. And not that this is anything radical at all, mm. but I think the inclusion of it in this genre, in this type of rom-com, 
I think was good. Mm. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. No, that, be- that being said, if they had more sex scenes in the film, they would have had no time to include Uma Thurman talking about Truvada. So... Truvada. Truvada. We gotta get you on Truvada. <laughs> Someone was saying she the should have said... The B in LGBT is not sour. She, su- she should have said Truvada. 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 Like Nevada. Yeah. Can we... Was Connie Britton busy? Like... <laughs> well, come on. Come on. Uma was the highlight of the film. Oh, of course. But, like... That that was like I watched that and I was like that should have been Connie Britton. It was an insane accent, but it's it was the movie for me. <laughs> it was the movie. Uh, it was yeah. God. I mean that's an iconic scene when he comes out to her and she's uh, yeah. The- we gotta get some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> she oh uh, I mean such a star. Like I yeah. wish is she, she was actress in more. Or is she just a star? That's the question. Hey, come on. <laughs> I think she's uh, I think she's an actress. Yeah. I don't know, actually. <laughs> like I said to Lady Freeze, you need to get on Truvada. <laughs> she, yeah, no, she's great in it. It's, it, I think the film, like, needs her, really. Oh, yeah. Like, like she, she brings a kind of... Brings I th- it back down to earth a little bit, I think. Well, no, I think she sends it into outer space. Mm. Like, she kind of sets the tone of this being kind of like a cartoon, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and also the politics of this movie is so, like... Bizarre it's to me. insane. I mean, it is this fantasy because he... Oh, the worst part, I remember... Like, not the worst part, but, but in the book, there's, like, so many more ancillary characters that were just, like, cut out of the movie, obviously. Yeah. But, like, when they win the election at the end, spoiler, um, there's, like, this scene in the book where they're like, and we were surrounded by all the people. We had our trans friend, our bi friend, the two gay princes, the asexual... Like, it was literally, like... <laughs> He had this badge on. She had this badge on. They had that badge on. Well, there was that scene um, after, like, they find out that the prince is gay and there's, like, people outside of um, Buckingham Palace with, like, like the yay. progress flag. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm cringing. I'm cringing at my screen. Like, yeah. there's no way. There's no way that would ever happen. You know? if, there, if I found out there was a gay prince, I would go to Buckingham Palace and burn it down. <laughs> I'm afraid. Like, Also, very interesting choice for them, too, because in the book, it's the queen. But yes. um, they changed it to the king, Stephen Fry. I was like, is that because Queen Liz died, do you reckon? Well, I wonder when they shot this. Like, would they have had... Oh, true. Because it's August. When did she die? November last year, was it? Mm. I don't know. But yeah, that was a little... Yeah, maybe maybe because it's like too real regardless to yeah. have the queen in it. Is Stephen Fry gay? Famously gay. Yeah. Yeah, very maybe famously gay. Maybe they were gay. like, let's get famous British guy. Yeah, who's gay? Gay guy, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's like playing Loki homophobe or whatever. Yeah, literally. So, yeah, you need I to mean, respect the palace. The, yeah, the politics of it is funny because it's like it tries to include these political narratives, but it, it without really like turning a critical eye to like what is the monarchy and, oh, and how does like absolutely. the monarchy. And again, not that th- this film in particular should be exploring like how does the monarchy like oppress, you know, like queer people, this, yeah. that, the other. But like. But it also like hits the like. Democratic Party as like this leftist savior yeah. that is like doing all this incredible work, and it's like, well, they okay. they they turn Texas blue oh, because of the gay son. I mean, good luck with that. The gay son, where he's like going around looking like a big old puffy, like yeah. in Texas, being like, "Let's get this I'm done." Bisexual. No one, call, no one called him a faggot, <laughs> a puffer, puff. Yeah, that yeah, that was awful. I mean, I think it should actually no. There was that one scene where he was like. 
like during the montage that like the people walk past and just like gave him the rude finger when he like tried to give them a, a oh, pamphlet. Yeah, I was curious they to see enough homophobia. What t- um, what form his organizing took? You know what I mean? Oh, uh, the grassroots. Uh, he was just hanging out. Yeah, literally. but but I think like in my opinion, the politics maybe should have been a bit more like. Well, I just think in especially with the prince, I think they should have found another angle rather than like I'm not allowed to be gay in the monarchy because yeah. like why would I give a shit about that you know what I mean like and I get like they're trying to do this character work to make me like empathize with him not being able to like live his life but I'm like him in this system of like incredible wealth and and privilege you know and it it feels weird to like give this kind of hardcore analysis on a film like this but Mm. but I think like I just didn't really care for his narrative of not being able to be gay and a prince I think they go into it like a little bit more in the book but like to an extent that doesn't really he's like oh I've declined my princely salary and I'm using <laughs> the money that my dead dad had yeah and like it's like I'm opening a that charity stole from other countries yeah, yeah. literally yeah, and like- they're like oh you know I my mum took me to the British Museum when we were kids and t- she wanted to give back all the <laughs> all of the fucking artifacts and stuff to the original countries and you know we're good we're good it's very weird I think it tries to have a, have its cake and eat its too yeah, um, which is a key plot film really oh the cake that big old cake (laughs) which was yeah I mean even from that moment I was like oh even the cake falling on the mic is not directed very well (laughs) well I think this was Matthew Lopez's like debut feature right I was I would say stick to playwriting but like the play was bad. He so. needs to. Uh, isn't Riverdale ending? It's a shame because I think. I don't think he's Riverdale. Is no, he? I'm, I'm saying he could go oh, into yeah, yeah, yeah. direct Riverdale. Yeah, God. No, I think now that could... would be a fabulous episode, but we simply don't have the time. What? Riverdale. Oh God, no! Not having any. Not having any. We, we don't can have... get my mum on for that actually because she watched Riverdale like wanting because she had like read the Archie comics like <laughs> as a kid, so she was like, "Oh my God, they're doing an adaptation of like the Archie comic comics," yeah. and she was like. This is not faithful to the comics at all. (laughs) (laughs) I will stand by. Riverdale season one was good. Did you watch? No, I've never watched Riverdale. Uh, Please. Um, I will say um, Henry's so hot. (laughs) Oh my God. You have to be real. We have to be real about that. I don't know, man. Are you serious? I'm looking at a photo of him now. Like, he kind of looks like a bit smarmy. But he I don't know. Hot. Yeah, that's perfect for the yeah, movie. Yeah, for you. <laughs> what? Perfect for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah. I thought, I thought, um, especially in that polo outfit. Oh, my God. Mm. I didn't think either of them I mean, were, like, super, super hot. I, I mean, the, I, as I said, the American one was kind of like, oh, but him, I was like, Jesus Christ. I need to hang that picture in my in my house of him wearing that polo outfit. I thought he looked amazing. <laughs> he's, um, you know, he's like a um, Russian, like, noble family descendant. Yeah. I, so what was this? Um, the house of... Golston? The House of Golston. Oh, the House of Golston. And his, <laughs> most of the family was like exiled or executed during the Russian Revolution. Okay, period. <laughs> okay, Lenin. So basically, he was like this Russian royal that got into acting because he wow. didn't have any. <laughs> so Lenin is responsible for Red I can't say the title. Red, 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 red. The Communist Manifesto. Yeah, thank you, Karl Marx. Literally. That's fascinating. Have you um, read up on the Russian Revolution, James? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, you we, know, I've seen Anastasia. Okay. Not so accurate. Uh, well, the musical's a bit more, like, accurate. They don't have Rasputin. They have somebody else. Right. Okay. I think his name is. Um, Wait, because I, I actually haven't seen Anastasia. 
she... Oh, um, she's the Romanoff. The last Romanoff daughter. Right. Which is, yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not real. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, um, I know a little bit about You think the she's out there somewhere? I, she might be on this very podcast. Oh. <laughs> you look about her age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Well, thank you, Leonard. And, yeah, also him... Um, was, Cause, cause, is are, are they gay? Like in real well, life? I don't think so. Well, the 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 English one has played like five gay people. Oh, who else? He was in the Craft reboot as a gay guy, don't or know maybe it. a bi guy. He was played a closeted gay guy in Handsome Devil. Handsome Devil. I've uh, seen that movie. Mm. Wow. Oh, okay. And he was in Red, White, and Royal Blue. Hold no. on. Yes. Oh yeah. No, never mind. Right. Oh, he's oh. playing his cast in a, a historical psychodrama series alongside Julianne Moore. Oh, I'll be oh. set. One thing about Julianne is like she will do a movie with a twink. Oh, whoever she, the upcoming twink is, Julianne will do a she movie. She said, "Get me onto this Apple TV movie with this twink." <laughs> <laughs> is it Apple TV? I don't know. I'll kill myself if it's Apple oh, TV. It's in post production. Let's find out. Oh, let's speed that up. Let's edit faster on that one, guys. <laughs> okay, it doesn't say if it's on. Yeah, it doesn't say anything. Oh. Yeah. Damn, well, I mean, is AMC. there a, a logline? Oh, it's a show. Yeah, it's oh. a miniseries. Is there, is there a logline? Um, upcoming British historical drama miniseries based on the non-fiction book The King's Assassin. Oh. Ooh. Oh, one... it's like a royals. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, I think I remember this one. I think it's about, like, she's, like, grooming her son to, like, fall in love with the king or something so that he can, like, become, like, the... The, like, King's bestie. Oh, he's like, playing gay again. I think so, actually. Right. This sounds familiar. Okay. He's going to be passed around that palace again. Oh, God. <laughs> he's taking it. But yeah, apparently he's, like, he's never publicly commented on his sexuality, but then, like, came out and was like, you know, yeah, I've done a lot of gay roles. I should probably not do that, Wind. hey? <laughs> and then, um, but then, like, his Twitter, like, recently I've... was deleted, but he, like... <laughs> People have been like going through and screenshotting all of his old tweets that are like, Me. I've seen one of him um, tweeting at Natalia Kills being like, you stole your style from Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Which nah. is like, you don't have to come out if you've tweeted yeah, that. Literally. Like, you're one of the girls we know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. He's a little queen and we love it. Queenie. <laughs> uh, What's his name? Nicholas. Nicholas Guzzle. Guzzle. Nicholas Dimitri Constantine Gazeltine. Gazeltine. Okay, woof. Constantine Dimitri. I need to go to London, England. You know I love a London boy. I need to go to London, England to play polo with him. Play some polo, let me tell you that much. Anyway. Yeah, God. Well, to go through the Rubik then, quality? No. No, not really, not really. Um... Does it slay? Uh, <laughs> again. I think the little um, president's aid lady. Oh, slay. sort of. But, but that was also kind of like, it felt like a straight person wrote like a yeah. sassy... Sassy woman. friend. Yeah. She was like, if, if you fucking, you put your dick in the Prince of England. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Brexit your head from your body. <laughs> I will say I laughed a few times in that movie. I'll bravely yeah. come out as having laughed a few times, yeah. to be honest. I think I was supposed to laugh when I did, but yeah, you know, I laughed. Um, no, so it doesn't slay. Does it benefit the queer agenda? That's a really complicated question. That's, yeah, that's... Um, I think... There's layers to this. I think it actually does an incredible um, task of actually not 
doing one or the other. It just, it completely goes middle of the road. It is showing you gay guys being gay and not having a critical thought in their brain. Yeah. And which is like relatable. Representation on screen matters. And you know what? I also thought it was like quite camp. (laughs) And not camp isn't bad, but maybe, but like camp for them to just be like two really hot Hot gay gay guys. guys. (laughs) I just were going at it. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I was like, I've seen that red, white and roll blue couple on the streets of Paran. Like it's like I was like, you know what? Sometimes it's 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 actually funny nowadays to just be on the nose with like the casting and be like, you know what, they're both just really hot. Yeah. And like conventionally attractive. And they have muscles and that's that. <laughs> Not a single thought in the head. But yeah. Good for them. Yeah, that's great to me. Um but so I guess it does. Yeah, sure, maybe. One star. Does it uh, is it a classic? Um No. Well, I mean, I guess it's hard for like an Amazon original to be a classic. Um, Maybe no. we can reappraise in a few years and see yeah, the lasting impacts we, of Red, White and Royal Blue. We will come back to will. this movie one day. Was I gagged? Uh, I wasn't. No. Yeah. No. I was gagged by the If I Loved You acoustic cover. Well, but yes. apart from that. But otherwise. Stay out. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> Sorry, gay guy. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Gay, gay and bye, guys. <laughs> gay and bye, guys. Stay out the front. This is not... There's always Heartstopper Season 2 for you guys. Exactly. Um, well, anyway, thanks for listening to our Red, White, World Blue. Um, please let us know your thoughts on the movie if yeah, you thought something send us else. A DM. a DM. voicemail. Voicemail? Voice, voice memo? Note. Whatever it is. Might get featured on the pod. Who's to say? <laughs> you might be your lucky day. Might be your yeah, lucky no, please day. Um, chit chat with us. We'd, yeah. we'd love to hear it. Um, follow us on Gatekeeping Pod. Uh, and that's that, I think. That's about it. Yeah. Right. All right. All right, Goffner. Uh, Cheer- cheerio. cheerio. Pip, pip. Make sure you get your Truvada. <laughs> oh.